This is Dan Fleisch, and this is the third podcast for section 4.1 of A Student's Guide to Maxwell's Equations. This one deals with mu naught, the permeability of free space, and the relevant section of the text begins on page 87. The mu naught that appears on the right side of the Ampere-Maxwell law is the magnetic equivalent of epsilon naught, the electric permittivity of free space, that we talked about back in chapter 1 when we were discussing Gauss's law for the electric field. We said then that the electric permittivity characterizes the response of a dielectric to an applied electric field. And in the world of magnetism, that's exactly what mu naught does for magnetic materials, characterizes their response to an applied magnetic field. The reason this one is called mu naught is because it's the magnetic permeability of free space or the vacuum permeability, exactly as epsilon naught is the vacuum permittivity of free space. The value of mu naught is given in the second paragraph. You can see that it's 4 pi times 10 to the minus 7th. There are a variety of ways you can write the units for this constant. It's written here as volts times seconds over amperes times meters, but there are some alternative units given in that paragraph. Some people think that the form of the Ampere-Maxwell law that's given in this chapter must apply only to free space because it's got a mu naught in it, but that's not right. This is a general form of Ampere-Maxwell law. The thing you have to remember is that all currents are included in the right-hand side of the equation. That means bound currents as well as free currents. You can read more about bound currents in the appendix where you'll also find a version of this law that's a little more useful when you're dealing with magnetic materials. An important characteristic of the magnetic permeability is that for many materials, the magnetic field within the material is actually stronger than the applied magnetic field. You can understand why that is by looking at the top of page 88 in figure 4.2. There you see a coil that's producing a magnetic field that's to the right, that's the applied field, and the little circles inside with the arrows are meant to represent the response of the material. Those are induced magnetic dipole moments, and notice they're pointing in the same direction as the applied magnetic field. You may remember from the discussion of electric permittivity that dielectric materials tend to respond by producing an internal electric field that opposes the applied field, so the total field within the material is weaker than the applied field. That's the opposite of the case for these magnetic materials in which the magnetic field inside the material may actually be stronger than the applied field. Toward the bottom of page 87, there's a note that permeability is often given in terms of relative permeability. That's defined in equation 4.2, where you see it is simply a permeability of the material mu divided by the permeability of free space. In other words, mu sub r tells you how many times the permeability of free space is the permeability of this material. There's a brief discussion of diamagnetic, paramagnetic, and ferromagnetic materials at the bottom of page 87 and on page 88, where I remind you that in some ferromagnetic materials, the permeability may actually depend on the applied field, reaching values as high as several thousand for materials such as iron. One reason that's useful is shown in equation 4.3 in the middle of page 88, where the inductance of a long solenoid is given as mu times n squared a over l, where n is the number of turns, a is the cross-sectional area, and l is the length of the coil. Notice that if mu is several thousand times greater than the permeability of free space, adding an iron core may increase the inductance of that solenoid by several thousand. Last paragraph on page 88 reminds you that like permittivity, magnetic permeability is a fundamental parameter in the determination of the speed of light. So it is possible, simply by measuring mu naught and epsilon naught, to determine the speed of light in a vacuum exactly as Maxwell did.